Welcome, everyone, to this very special May devotional on our Blessed Mother. There's a lot of excitement that has already been generated just by the topic itself. So we thank all our people who have come to these teleclass and our very new first-timers. We welcome you to Celebrating Life. Tonight, we have myself, Padre Paul, but also a very, a very beautiful woman, but yet inside and out, Reverend Virginia Thank you. Shafe. Thank you, Padre. And we just welcome you. If anyone who has known Virginia through our teleclass, through our educational program, which she's the director, but also she's um, ordained and she's soon to be a monk in our monastic community. But Virginia really holds the really essence of our mother. We're just so delighted to have her on our program tonight just to share the beauty of her experiences with our Blessed Mother, but also to invite you to have that own personal relationship. So welcome, Virginia. Thank you, Padre. And yes, this is true. It's important that everybody have their own experience of the Blessed Mother. And I really feel strongly tonight that they will. Just feeling the energy that's been building all day. Yes. 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 (laughs) Virginia and I can just talk about our Blessed Mother and all these beautiful experiences, which we have and we will. But what I like if Virginia would offer just an opening prayer so we can settle our hearts, our minds, and bring that presence into your home or car or workplace, wherever you are, or if you're listening to this outside of tonight. So would you I would, I would love to. I would love to open Perfect. with a prayer and set the Thank stage you. and set the tone for this call. So if everyone could just take a moment and, again, just place your, as you do, your heart right on your, um, your hand right on your heart just to begin to center yourself into yourself. And as we begin to do this, we gently breathe into our heart, knowing that what the Blessed Mother really loves is the prayers that come from our heart and when we are in our heart. So tonight as we begin begin Mother's Day weekend, we honor and celebrate the Blessed Holy Mother Mary in all of her names and faces all over the world who gave birth to the eternal light, who is the most resplendent star of heaven, who shines more brightly than the sun, who appears all over the world to all the visionaries, universally with 12 stars around her head and her feet often standing on a crescent moon. She is often accompanied by angels and her son Jesus and is a true well of mercy and love. She is the most blessed amongst all the blessed in the heavens and the celestial realms. She is the queen of heaven and peace, a divine holy mother to all of us who leads us so gently to her son, the Christ, Yeshua that we may come to know his love and the love of God for all of us. We honor her tonight for her unwavering love for all her children, from all cultures and traditions, from all around the world. We honor her for the bridge that she is, a bridge between heaven and earth that gives hope to all of us and her majestic mission of bringing about peace and love to our our earth, our home. May her heart triumph. Holy, 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 blessed Mother, we sing your praises. 
as each of us knows, when the Holy Mother calls us, we feel a stirring in our heart or we respond by being on a phone call such as this evening that honors her. That she has actually chosen each one of us is because in her own words there is something beautiful inside of us that she sees. There is something beautiful in each one of you And we each have a purpose for the mother. May we have a heart that is open enough to recognize that we are an apostle of love for her. May we be given strength to say yes to this mission and the courage to follow through. We know that to love in the way Yeshua loves and the way the mother asks us to love We need encouragement and faith. Forgiveness of ourselves and of others is the cornerstone in fulfilling our mission as an apostle of the Blessed Mother. To have a pure heart is what the Blessed Mother encourages. It is our greatest gift that we can have. So tonight, we decree that healing will occur for each of us that will help us on our path of forgiveness and healing and love in our heart so that our hearts may completely open to allow us to serve our greater purpose. We know in our hearts that the Blessed Mother will walk with us and will never leave us alone. Together as one, we celebrate her kindness, her mercy, her tenderness, her intercession in our lives, bringing us back home to our own communion with God. Blessed be the most holy mother of us all that brings us into oneness with ourselves and with each other. Amen. And everybody took a deep breath and say amen. Amen. Um, that very essence of your voice, Virginia, just draws us into the heart of Mary. I say Mary is speaking through you. We can call it a prayer, but that was really a divine energy moving through you. You know the essence, you know the mother, and you know the mother's heart. And with that prayer, our hearts are still, our hearts are at peace. Because like Mary, she always points to her son, Yeshua. And in that experience, we get to know God in a greater capacity because that's really Mary's message. Just, do you know God? Do you know my son Jesus? For me, that's over the 30, 40 years that I've really had a relationship with our Blessed Mother. It's always been intensified whenever I visit holy sites like a Medjugorje or just going into the church by a statue because of the devotional I have, and I know you also have that, Virginia, and many of you on the call have a devotion towards Mary. And there's something about that. And because in the Catholic Church, we honor the month of May as Mary's month. And there's something, I love it because normally Lent and Easter are in April, and then May, we get to celebrate our Blessed Mother. But her whole message is about conversion. Her whole message is about know my son Jesus and go to God for your help. And it's her message has just been continual about prayer, fasting, 
giving up things just for the greater work of God's kingdom. And I love Mary in the scriptures when, when she first shows up, in a sense, when the angel Gabriel appeared to her and says, you are going to have a son and you're going to name him Jesus. When she says, be it done unto me according to your word. So the scriptures do not make that a big deal, so to speak. There's a lot of interpretation that goes on just by those words and her act of surrender in that moment. But because she had a beautiful mother named Anna, and was very devotional to God, loved God. And I assume then that she taught her daughter to honor God above all. Oh, yes, she did. And so God chose her to be the the one to carry the the Christ to this earth. And what a privilege. But can you imagine the the responsibility of that, Virginia? I, at times I think about this, and I, you know, I think in that moment, she said yes, and that is, that is her heart. No, that is who, who she was, and she's such a great example for all of us and how to do that and the wondrousness of what may come. But the magnitude of what she was actually being asked to do, and even though in many of the readings that we've done, we can see that she was actually trained in many ways long before she became a mother. She, she was yeah. raised in the temple, and, and many say that her own birth was an, was an immaculate conception. That I heard Anna that too. was an older what a woman. And yes, she was yes. an immaculate, you know, it was a miracle. So mm-hmm. in many ways, she was prepared. But when you think of her actually coming into the magnitude of what was being asked of her, and, you know, every day raising Christ, it wasn't just giving birth. It was right. every day raising him and knowing in her heart, too, that she'd been forewarned that she would suffer greatly. So here's yes. a mother to know that hold both both of those realities, the suffering that comes in earth and the divinity that comes from heaven, that we all mm. hold on earth as we walk that, we all walk that. But to, to every day rise to the occasion of raising Christ and then letting him go, yes, letting him besides. leave and walk away and go on his many years when he was lost years yeah. <laughs> and when mm-hmm. he was... He was traveling, doing whatever he was doing, that, but he needed to, to leave and go off and then, of course, return and come back. And then the journey of herself as an apostle. She was one of his greatest apostles, and she was in the upper room when the Pentecost came. And yeah. she continued to take care of the apostles. And then she, too, when she died, she had her body disappeared. And all that they found was her white robes and, and lilacs blooming, Lily, yeah. you know, lilies blooming. And so there were lilies that were blooming. And so she had an extraordinary life herself, but yet she had to walk on earth carrying the enormity of what she was being asked to do on a daily basis. And because of that, I think she is such a wonderful teacher and mentor for all of us. So that when she mm. comes here to earth and she inspires us and gives us hope because she appears to the visionaries who are then messengers for her, for us, that she, when she speaks the truth of what she's guiding us to do, she comes from a place of knowing. She comes from a place mm. of having lived this. She understands when she's asking us to do a mission and we don't understand fully the magnitude of what that might be. But she helps us every step of the way because she thinks she fully understands what it is to be on earth and to try to be carrying out a mission and a mission of love. And she's there for us. 
Always. He's an extraordinary person, extraordinary being. You make a good point, Virginia. One of uh, our Blessed Mother's mission was to suffer. I mean, yes. that was part of the package. And I didn't hear in anywhere in the scripture where it says she was grumbling, she was quarreling, she was trying to get out of it. This has got to be too hard. Of all the challenges she had with Jesus, I mean, if we just go even back to his birth, there was no room, so to speak, in the inns. So Jesus was born in a stable. So talk about humble beginnings. And then the first, the shepherds came. Well, she didn't know the shepherds. And it's like when you have a newborn, especially your first, you're going to covet that child. It's like, stay away. I mean, she's holding the Christ child, and now there's visitors already. Do you open up the world to them, or you protect what is yours? So can you imagine the, I don't say the emotional component to that, just giving birth, and then now you have to welcome and host people <laughs> in right. the room. And it's like that alone is such a monumental stretch for any human being. But yet, because they heard the angels tell the shepherds to go there, Christ, they would know the, the Savior. And it's like, oh, my goodness. So the mysteries of heaven was revealed in so spectacular ways in the very beginning to mark this point in time and also the, the, the three wise men. Now royalty comes. First you have the, the shepherds, the, the poor, the poorest, and then you have the kings. And, and it's like, can you imagine <laughs> the allness of that? Right. It has to be quite extraordinary. Right. People, people are arriving to, to pay homage to your son, and it is extraordinary. And if you take it even a little farther, imagine, for all of us, just try to imagine yourself in this position, whether you're a man or a woman. She's pregnant and she's riding on a donkey across the <laughs> desert. When, you, when we went to Israel and saw that desert, I don't oh know my goodness! and not yeah. be terrified. She's about yeah. to give birth and she's on a donkey for days and days and days and days crossing that desert. And then yeah. she's a first-time mother and she's young. And there she yeah. is by herself delivering yeah. the baby. Without and her mother really, by her. There's no yeah. one, no midwife, no one around her. There's Joseph, but they hardly have right. a place to even have this happen. So yeah. she could easily deliver on the street. I mean, she's just in the most vulnerable of positions. She's on a donkey, then she's got no place to go. It's not like there was a birthing center waiting for her. She's there. <laughs> or a midwife. Right. She's there, the midwife or the animals, you know, that are there with, with her. But she's by herself. But then, right. of course, she must have known she's not alone. But she didn't yeah, well, express fear. She didn't, no. you know, she just kept doing what she was asked to do. And then, of course, they had to flee because then her yeah. child's in danger. And she knows mm-hmm. someone's trying to kill her child. So they're mm-hmm. running. They're fleeing. Yes. And it, you, you know, know there had to be was... fear there yes. of because of Joseph had a dream and the angel spoke to him and said, you need to leave now. Get out and now. Like, I mean, just that responsibility of the parent of listening. You know, we're always talking about listening and celebrating life and yeah. following the voice that says go. And, and they have precious cargo. We just have ourselves or our lives. But here's the savior of the world. The Jews have been looking for him for thousands of years, and now he's here. And pretty much nobody believes them. And you don't want to tell the story because now some a king is out to kill him. So it's incredible how it was orchestrated, how the beginning of Christ and Mary's walk with her son, that was pretty incredible. 
Yes, so I don't know if there are many people who are on the call, many may know, but there is actually a rosary that is called the the Seven Sorrows Rosary. Yes. And it, it is honoring all of that moment of challenge that she experienced and just honoring that in her and how she handled that and letting that be a guide for us when we are going through difficult times that she's there with us when we go through those. And she has said that anyone who prays that rosary, she will grant special graces to them. It's really dear to her heart because it Mm -hmm. honors what she also went through. And she'll be there for us. Yeah. It was interesting because my family had a great devotion to Our Lady of Sorrows. Pictures, we prayed the rosary. And then when my dad passed away, he died on the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows. So this completion. Oh, wow. What a message. I know. It really is. It's a sign from her. Incredible. Yes, incredible. And it was really my dad who had the devotion in our family. And then my mother came along (laughs) and then my mother led the way. But just knowing from the Funston side of the family, there was always a devotion towards Mary. And so because my mom married into the family, she got accustomed to it. But then when she had her own encounter, especially when we went to Medjugorje for the first time, and that just solidified everything about Jesus and Mary and all the saints and what the church holds as great value for our own spirituality and growth. But there might be some on our line that maybe is not Christian or Catholic, but Mary is universal. And I found that out by traveling all the world myself and recognizing there is a devotion out there for the mother. And yeah. however you describe that, and that mother has such a huge heart that we all get mesmerized into the mystery. But we welcome everyone and to listen into this. So what was your first encounter with Mary? Can you share a little bit about you that know, or maybe an experience in Medjugorje? You know, I have to, I have to say, it's interesting as, as we live and we grow and we learn, because we've lived many more years, we begin to be able to look back. <laughs> and right. and yeah. what I see now, the age that I am now, I see Mary was calling me a long time ago. Really? And I've really, a lot longer before I came into any consciousness around it. So I saw, when I look back, I see all the little signs that were there. And I've really come to believe at this point, Christ sent Mary to help me to Mm. come to him. So often what happens was that Mary is the easiest way to come to know the love of Christ. Uh, and, And I firmly believe at this point in my life that Christ sent Mary to help me. Mm. And after I died and I saw Christ, coming back and being on earth was not easy. It was, it was really challenging. How and old were you then? I was nine. And okay. I, when I saw him, I, I made a vow to him. You know, I said a vow that I wanted to come back and wow. to earth. And, and I wanted to come back to remind people of the light and the love because people forget. Hmm. And when I came back, I had no clue how to do that. Nothing, I had no idea. We were not a religious family at all. I had no, no idea how to do it. And it was hard being back on earth after being in heaven and seeing Christ. It was really difficult. And I believe that he sent her to me. And I so that. when I look back, I see all these little signs of her presence. But it wasn't until many years later when my first real experience of a jolting 
a jolting experience was when I saw a picture of Mary outside when I was least expecting it. And the picture just energized me. It charged me. And something went through me. And wow. I just felt like I love her. I love her. Mm. And mm. so I just started seeing her face in front of me all the time in my meditations. That's who I would, for years and years and years, I would just look at her. I just would gaze at her face and know everything Everything is good if you're looking at her. And yes. so my practice started there. But I look back into one of my earliest memories. I, this is a story I'll share that I don't think I've ever shared before. It's a little one. But a friend of mine was dying. This was before I'd felt that calling from Mary. A friend of mine is dying. And I'm in a bookstore. And I still did not have a, had a spiritual life, but I did not by any means have a, a practice that I was aware of that was yes. devoted to the mother. Correct. I wasn't Catholic, and I just didn't. I, but I had a strong spiritual life, you know, very Native American and all that sort of thing. But there was a little statue of Mary that was about two inches tall that was in this bookstore. And I just was riveted to it. And I mm. kept wandering around the bookstore, and I kept coming back and going, I have to buy that little statue. And so wow. I did. And I bought the little statue, and I took it with me, and I said, this is for my friend who's dying, who's got cancer, Mm. who's going through surgery right now. I'll take this with her to the hospital. So I go to the hospital. She's just come out of surgery. And I said, Patricia, I I brought something for you. And I said, I don't know if you'll like this or not, but it just kept calling to me. And I opened up my hand, and there's this little statue of Mary. And she started crying because Mm. she opened up her hand and in her hand was a little statue of Mary. Oh, my God. It was the only thing she'd brought to the hospital. Oh, wow. And, wow. and I, I just went, oh, my goodness. I said, I don't know if this message is more for you or for me. And thinking to myself, I'm shocked. <laughs> Somebody was listening. Both of you were and, listening. Wow. And I think, I think in some ways, even though my first trip to Medjugorje was so... The subsequent trips have been so huge in my life and so such major things have happened there. I think that often for many of us, it's these little things along the way that we yeah. each have where we go, Mary was there in that moment. Mm. She was there in that moment with me. I smelled roses in that moment. I know she was with me. Oh, you know, wow. Or we open up our hand and there's a statue of Mary and our friend has the same thing. And mm. she's talking to both of us saying, I'm here. I'm with I, both of I you. love what you're saying, Virginia, because it is—it's in the small things. I mean, it's in the whispers. It's these little nudges we get, and once we follow them, it, it leads us to what we would call a miracle or an aha moment that we couldn't believe. And all of a sudden, we know heaven is dictating or leading us to that place we're supposed to be. And those are extraordinary times. I love that story because it's so profound. And I'm sure the listeners have a thousand stories also to tell about their relationship with our mother because it's, it's special. It's, it, it leads us to a place I call of devotion. And Mary really does have that. She's our great intercessor. Growing up Catholic, yeah, she... Mary was always our intercessor. Whether we believe it or not, but we always prayed. We always prayed the rosary every day, you know, as a family. So there was great devotion. We thought about it. We just had a family reunion last weekend. And one of the, my brothers brought up, you know, nobody had major surgery in our family. Brother, for 13 kids. Wow. You know, we didn't have broken bones. We didn't have, we didn't have none of that. And it's like, 
wow. So there was something there protecting us because wow. I had some rough brothers. <laughs> and they should have had many broken bones, but <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> and car accidents and all these things, but yet we were never hurt. So you just look back, what was that protection? And I believe it was my praying parents, but they always prayed the rosary. And fear of that's a favorite of yours or not. It, to me, it's about just devotion. It's about prayer, about honoring the mysteries of Christ as Mary showed us in her own walk with Christ and, and bringing us. I love in your opening prayer, Virginia, you talked about being an apostle of love. And that's yeah. something that really resonates in my heart. And Mary says we are that. So yes, she does. Yes, she does. Yes. You know, if it's just a commissioning, accept the gift, in a sense of what does that mean? We're supposed to be carriers of Christ. Christ is within us. The temple of God is within us. So like Mary, we behold the Christ in us. So how, as Mary did for nine months, I assume, carried Christ within her. But how do we do that now? Because it's living within us. And so taking those virtues that she qualified us with, about prayer, about fasting, about giving up, those conversions, about just turning all out. The word surrender, maybe it's used so often now, but what do, do we actually do that? And I make it a practice of saying it personally to God, I surrender my life today. I surrender my health today. I surrender my finances today. I continually turn it over because I don't want to be in control of that no more. It was too hard back then. And now there's just, there's a presence that fills my world, my relationships, my business, whatever it might be, knowing that God is leading the way. And, and, it's, and it's very intentional for me. And I would invite you to do that yourself. That's you know, sometimes we, we question that. I know God gives us the ability and yes, he does. He gives out gifts and, and Mary loves to encourage us to grow. But how we grow is by listening to that still small voice like Mary did. And Mary heard it. She was prepared. But as a mother, how do you prepare for a birth? It's brand new. It's a lot of changes go on. And then once you give birth, how do you raise a child? So it takes a community. It takes a family. It takes all these extraordinary events. But we still have to listen to that still small voice, which to me is the voice of God or the angels, or the saints, you know? Yes. So in your walk with God, Mary, have you had experiences like you're giving a friend this little statue? It stirred up, I call it the, maybe Mary presented herself to you, you know, oh in that goodness. sense. And because I've known you, I don't know, for 10 yeah. years or something like that, Virginia, yeah, but where like you were that. then and where you are now, you really bring in our Blessed Mother's energy. So that, to me, you have communion with her. So what are some of your forms that you've grown to love her and give her honor? Oh, my goodness, that's a huge question. And I'll try to answer it in the simplest of ways. I think that I love what you're doing, Padre, with the surrendering every day. And I love mm-hmm. that, and I, you know, I will encourage that in, my, in myself to do that because I think that that's beautiful. Thank I think that, that Mary presented herself to me sometimes in such dramatic ways. I feel so blessed that I just had an extraordinary experience with her, especially in Medjugorje. And yeah. in particular, I'm recalling you know, seeing the miracle of the sun in Medjugorje. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, seeing, feeling her presence there. And then literally... When we came back to the States and I'm home, I've only been home a very short while and 
I go over to my office to straighten some things out and Mary had sort of blessed me when I was in Medjugorje just a few days before to Avixa, one of the visionaries. And I came mm. away from the office and I'm driving over this bridge and I see the miracle of the sun. And I went, oh my oh, goodness. Wow. I, went, I went, Mary's here. And this peace wow. settled over me. And an hour later, I had a seizure, a massive seizure. And, wow. um, you know, they discovered that I had a brain tumor and that set me on a journey with her for wow. many months. And... Um, left me with that difficulty with talking. I came away with a difficulty speaking. Mm. And it's, it since has changed over the years. But I committed myself to her. I absolutely, I, gave, I consecrated my life to her. And I turned it over completely. And I did that many, many times when I was alone with myself. But I formally did it when I walked through the doors of the operating room to head into where they were going to put me on the table and help yeah. me relax. But the moment wow. I stepped through, when I turned my life over in this moment, because I knew my life would be changed coming out of that surgery. And if I came out of the surgery, and I, it just, it, I committed myself. So for me, I think that when I look back on all of her messages... There's a, there's a theme that she has in all the messages, and so many of them speak of one prayer, the importance of prayer. And for her, she defines that in many of her messages, then it's, it's not necessarily about asking for things. She really is, it's, it's really more about living the example of loving people, living the way her, her son loves, living mm-hmm. by example, her, living the way she loves other people, trying to do that, being kind to other people, seeing the beauty in other people, trying not to judge, trying to be understanding, be merciful to other people. She speaks of that as being prayer. And she speaks of that communion with God as being in prayer all day long. And the things that she talks about, she, she encourages us to do, such as fasting or pray the rosary or go to communion, holy mass. She says quite clearly, these things are not done for me. These yeah. are done for you. These, yeah. these are tools that will help you open your heart. All mm. of these will help you open your heart because the greatest gift that you can have is a pure heart. That's the yeah. greatest gift that you can have. And if you have a pure heart, you can fulfill more, I'm going to use the word beautifully, her mission she has for us or the mission that you have with God or the reason for why you came here to earth. You can more easily fulfill that. But having a pure heart here on earth is not easy. And so I find this challenging. So I have to do things every day to try to help me refresh that. So probably the greatest thing that I do is I stare at her picture. I have Mm. pictures on the altars and statues of Mary everywhere. And I I look at her. I just look at her every day for long, long periods of time. I look in her mm. eyes. So it, that, that part is simple. Today, for example, that we're honoring Mary, I, you know, the house, I filled some ro- the house with roses to honor her. Um, wow. If I, if I go and I pray the rosary, which I try to do at our, my little church, it's mm. one of the ones that I'm going to go to, I find I do that and that always helps. That always helps me. So I, I try to live a little bit more by what her example is, and I, it's challenging. So I need help. So I ask for strength. I ask for her help. I, ha- I try to look for each day where God may be placing me. Mm. Who, who, can, who can I open my heart to today? Who, I can, who can I just have a conversation with that looks like they need to talk to someone? Where can I say yes to try to help if it feels inside myself that this is something God is asking me to do? So it's, it's all those little things. 
but also recognizing every day this isn't easy. No. You know, she Mary asks for that when she says this is how to pray. She says yeah. first thing you do is pour out your heart with what is challenging you. Just mm-hmm. empty your heart. And yeah. then and and then start there and then move into after you've asked for forgiveness, after you've asked to forgive anybody who's hurt you, ask for a blessing, then then be, then go into your prayer. But it's always like let let the truth come out. Let the truth be known. Share with me what it is. So I just talked to her. <laughs> it really is that, I will say, it's simple or very simplistic in its sense because Mary's whole role is to say, please pray. Then yeah. the, the question is asked, how do you pray? And like she suggests us, clean your heart. Yeah. A message from Medjugorje has always been pray with the heart. And it's like, well, I yeah. thought we were. Because I love... Like she says, in one of her messages, she talked about if you just pray one hour father instead of a yeah. thousand and you pray it with devotion, you have communion with God. And it's like, because exactly. we can do our prayers in rote or conditions. I get up, I pray, I read, I, I meditate, and then I'm off to work. And if it's just a ritual in a sense of it's just a habit, let's use that term, without a heart connection, we kind of miss the mark. But she is very intentional when it comes, just pray as a little child. And so, you know, as a little child, we don't always know the words, and I'm notorious for that one. (laughs) But God knows what my intention is. But it does come because I want to honor or have devotion towards Our Lady or our, our Savior, Jesus, or Yeshua. So it does matter in our in our how do I say our positioning and another one she talked about for the Catholic is do confession clean your heart going back to clean your heart out the idea of reconciliation with people or situations that we really never ask God to forgive us or say God I'm sorry for this that simple word of I'm sorry it's it's not used very often in this world now and because we're so filled with words or accusations now with all the multiple ways of how we communicate. It's, it's, there's a barrage of just words. But Mary says, go with the heart, but go in silence. You know our minds can race every day because we have opportunities to serve jobs, families to feed, all those into the world, but yet our soul doesn't get nurtured. And hopefully if you have a, a prayer time, edge it out in the morning or at in the evening, but just surrender your life towards God to, to Mary and say, please help me if you have a difficulty. Now, I know we have many, 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 many prayer requests tonight that have come in for our session tonight as we will end in prayer, but there's such a great need out there. What's come across my desk today is many people with cancer, many people having surgery, yeah today and tomorrow. Many people are struggling with evictions from their homes. I'm just aghast at how many that I know. So where the place of safety, which is usually our home, and then when you're asked to leave, if you're renting, it's like, well, now where do I go? We all need the the intercession of our blessing. like Mary when she had to leave. Yes. You know, but there was something awaiting them. Yeah. They just, but the command was go. That's all it was, was go. So can we trust in that? I know there are some people who are challenged with divorce or the preparing for divorce or being asked to divorce. That's a, that's, that's a separation. That's a, a death to self. 
So there's great compassion that Mary and Yeshua has to be around us, to comfort us in these times of challenging times. We just need to go on with the wars, the killings. There's a, there's a lot to pray for and with. But to me, and I feel you would concur with me, Virginia, we run to the heart of Mary. We run to the heart of Jesus. Because to me, that's my saving grace is because they know and they're the ones that can help the most. Now, we'll, we might be called to do other things or to be other things to other people. Yes, God uses human beings, but ultimately prayer is that divine union. And Mary surrendered her life and says, I will serve the Christ. You've been giving me this gift. And then can you imagine then you had to give the gift back through watching yes. Jesus walk through oh, Calvary? You know, yes. it's like, that's... There's not no words That's, that can. There's no words for that. Express that. Heartbreaking. Yes. Yeah. Wrenching. Yeah. But you know the joy of with all the messages that have come out with all the I quote apparitions of throughout history. Mary's message is so right on and so consistent. Come back to God. Come you know, back come to back God. Come back to and... the, your spiritual family, who's created you. One of the things I love, Padre, when I was reading through some of my notebooks earlier today about Mary. Too. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. One of the things I was so moved by was the similarity of the messages all over the world. No matter what culture yeah. she was appearing in, you can see this truthfulness ringing through. The messages are the same. And yeah. they're, they're really guiding everyone all over the world to peace, to love, how to do that, giving us little tools, encouraging us step by step. And then at the same time, I read so many stories about her intercessions. And of course, she goes to her son to ask for intercession. So um, Mm -hmm. whether it's her son or whether it's her, some of the stories are just overwhelming. And one of them that just struck me, again, when I read about when she first appeared in Medjugorje. And Mm. when she appeared on that second day, when they were all in the hill, what people were describing is that there were countless physical healings that were happening to Many, many people on the hillside, people were being healed. And then the cross on Cross Mountain disappeared and Mary appeared. Oh, right. People people were, you know, screaming that she's there. She's there. And then the writing appeared in the sky. Mirror. Oh, mirror. Yeah. Peace. So then there were many, many healings that happened that day. And many healings happen in her presence. I certainly have been the recipient of many of them. And so tonight, I think when we pray to her, because of course she knows we're doing this call, many people may experience healings tonight, you know, or feel her intercession. Absolutely. I agree with everything you're saying there. Yes. And the other thing that I wanted to just bring out before we begin the healing part of the session is I reviewed one of the videos that we were sent and given from our most re- recent trip to Medjugorje with mm. Miriana, the visionary, and I wanted oh, to yeah. listen to her. I wanted to listen to her, the little group that she had with us, and she was sharing some things with us, and I just wanted to listen to it again and see if there was anything in there that, you know, I really felt like, oh, this would be great. I want to share this because this is so cool, <laughs> what she shared. But a lot of it was the, a lot of what's in the messages that, that Mary gives to her. But this one piece that just kept coming to me, and I just want to, again, give it to everyone, is that Mariana kept expressing that even though she's been chosen as a visionary, she, there are no special ones in Mary's eyes. 
that mm. we're all equal. We're wow. all equal. And that she is no different than any of the rest of us. And wow. that Mary loves all of us equally. She says that she refers, Mary refers to her even as my dear children. She's never called her by her name. So she's really? never singled her out. Yeah. She wow. says, my dear children. Wow. And when... When Mariana goes to have the message on the second of the month, she's in a lot of pain. She, she has really bad knees. She's a bad back. She's in a lot of pain. And when she, people have to help her walk to get to the Blue Cross now. And when wow. she kneels down on the rocks, she's in extraordinary pain. And her whole body is shaking from pain. And then, of course, people, what we're singing, we're singing the rosary, we're singing the songs of worshiping and praising Mary. But she says when Mary comes, she has no recollection of the pain. There's just joy. You can see it on her face. All mm. she can see is her. Everything else disappears. And all wow. she can see is her. And she just wants to be with her. Mm. And, and Mary guides the conversation. And then Mary helps her remember it word for word so she wow. can transcribe it for the world. And she only, Mariana says she only remembers it for a few minutes. And then she can't remember it word for word after that. She has to read it herself. But her wow. message is to us is she's no different from us. But when she's in the presence of Mary, she's healed. Mm. She's in no pain. And when she has to come back to earth, Mary helps her. She goes into prayer all night. Mary helps her make that transition from heaven to earth. Oh, so she really? Stays. She stays with her. So she stays in her prayerful way. Yeah. Her prayerful way, not, not visually in front of her, but in her prayerful way. So just the graces of being in the presence of Mary is just phenomenal. Mm. So when we pray to her and we do a healing service to her this evening, this night when we're honoring her, I'm just so grateful for all of the healings that will come from this for the people who are on the phone call because I know it does change you and it, and it creates basis for what we would call miracles because she does intercede for us. Wow. Your description of her coming out of the apparition, so to speak, and it could take a day and hours, because what you just described was heaven here on earth. Heaven comes down since Mary's in heaven, but she brought heaven here to earth. And in that, every there is no pain in heaven. There is no sickness in heaven. Right. There's no broken bones or relationships in heaven. So no. she's a prime example of when heaven comes, she's completely healed and pure she's joy. She's yes. in pure joy. Yes. Wow. I mean, you, you, the other, one of the visionaries is also Vicka, which I've met many times. Yes. And she's that pure essence of joy, even though, yes, she you is. know, she's had how many back surgeries and oh, yeah. arm soldiers. She goes and into like, comas. And, yeah. Yes. <laughs> she, but she represents suffering. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 But she's you, in you joy. Blessed by, yes, she is. So to me, in how the world looks at her, or I should say I look at her, you see the, the, the pain, but you also see the joy. And yeah. when she talks about her Blessed Mother, she lights up. I mean, there's nothing greater than oh. talking about heaven, her mother. And as we now move into this healing service, we're going to allow our Blessed Mother to lead each one of us who is listening to this call for her love. She's going to welcome all of us into the kingdom of heaven tonight, where there's no sickness, no pain, no fighting, no division, just the love of the creator, Yeshua, God the Father, 
God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So as our Blessed Mother begins to now to do her work, Father, just release your angels along with Mary, our great intercessor, on behalf of every listener tonight and who listen to this later. Your presence come. The Holy Spirit, as we welcome heaven here on earth, as we place our hand on our hearts, as we make physical contact with the kingdom of God, which is within us. Mary opens up our hearts and releases divine favor from her son Jesus for healing. So all back pain dissolved now through the name of Yeshua. All cancer dissolved. All tumors dissolved. All, all strife I break the strife in the name of Jesus over relationships, over finances. I break the strife of the fear of not having a place to live. And we release now the Holy Spirit and the angels to set a flame, send the messengers out for new locations for people to live, and also the finances to support that. I thank you, O Lord our God, for the healing of the bodies Cancer be gone in the name of Jesus. Tumors, masses in the edmen dissolve by the power and by the love of Christ. Mary, most holy, as you intercede on our behalf, you honor Yeshua, your son Jesus. And by his strength, his will, thy kingdom come, thy will be done tonight, today, on earth as it is in heaven. So as uh, the flow of the river, the river of God begins to move and actually changes the very atmosphere of the room you're in because the angels are ascending now. And on your behalf, uh, blood, just speak to the blood. Command the blood now to uh, have a divine transfusion of the blood of Jesus for healing, reconciliation, uh, arthritis, I break its hold over these bodies now. In the name of Jesus, the spirit of arthritis, I break its hold now. Leave the bodies. Cataracts, in the name of Jesus, let your divine light, O Lord, divine light, as you gaze upon the, the eyes of Mary, the eyes of Jesus, your cataracts clear up. I thank you. Digestion. We just, I command in the name of Jesus a new just your digestive tract, a new layer to protect the body so it can assimilate food. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for rheumatoid arthritis. I break its hold now. Come, Holy Spirit. Lower back's pain, all pain dissolves through the name of Jesus. For those who desire to have someone to walk with them in life, whether it's through a boyfriend, girlfriend, a marriage, a partnership. We just say thank you, O Lord our God, for bringing them into the walk that Mary had with her son Jesus. She held him dear. And so let the love of Christ, the love of Mary, begin to change us, change our atmosphere, and we become apostles of love as Mary invited us to become. For it's in the love of God, the love of self, the love of others, that we honor the kingdom of God. So Mary most holy, be with us 
and Virginia, if you would just pray with me, one hail Mary, as we honor Mary tonight for her great intercession for all those who are listening. Hail Mary, Mary. full Full of of grace, the Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, women. and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary. Mother of God, God. pray for us us now now. and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. And Virginia, if you would just like to close in prayer then, please. Oh, blessed Holy Mother, pour your graces upon all who are on this phone call. Bless them with your healing holy hands. Pour forth your hands in the light, the rays of love and mercy. Pour forth into them, into their hearts, cleansing them and purifying them. Open their ears so that they may hear you. Open their eyes so that they may see your loving presence. Open their minds so that they can feel and hear and know your wisdom. Help them to come to know and see and feel and love your son, Yeshua. Intercede to your son, the great physician, the greatest healer on all of earth and the world and the heavens, Jesus the Christ. Intercede to him for healing for all who are listening on this call tonight and all of their family members. We pour forth your grace and your loving motherly energy to all of the families that are of the people who are listening on the call, to all of their animals that are home with them, the ones that are out in the world. We bless all their homes that may be filled with light and with love. We bless their communities that people may come together and feel that they belong as one, that they are together with each other. May peace descend upon the earth and surround the earth with its holy, holy blessing, its holy grace. May we all come to love each other and to see each other as one. Tonight, O Blessed Mother, we say holy, 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 holy to you. Thank you for your graces. Thank you for your intercession. Stay with us each day as we walk through this life and keep us company with your loving, loving, tender heart. Amen. Amen. That was so beautiful, Virginia. Thank you, Padre. Well, this concludes our prayer. We'll be praying for each of you. Our community does pray every day for each of you. So continue sending your prayer requests. And know that we love you. Mary loves you. And happy spring. Thanks for being on the call tonight. Thank you, Virginia. Thank you, Padre. Thank you. And good night to everyone.